Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Glap. Of course, it's me, your host, Paula. And, you know, happy Pride Month again to everyone. So we are continuing our our theme for this month, which is about Pride, right? So it's June, and all our guests for the month of June are all from the LGBT community. And today's episode is no exception. So before I introduce our guest for today, I'd like to thank our sponsors. So thank you again to Their Nature. Thank you again to Swagat Indian Cuisine. And thank you as well to Mask and More Manila. So with that out of the way, um, today's guest, she recently competed in a pageant uh, called Miss International Queen, if I'm not mistaken. I can't believe I almost forgot the name of the pageant. Good job. And I, I hope I got the name right. Uh, if not, um, she'll kill me and maybe the, the pageant people will kill me for forgetting the the name no? but anyway so how do i introduce this person you know she's she she's very popular on tiktok but basically i'm gonna you know say the name so she's a trans advocate a content creator an events host and miss trans global there we go yeah miss trans global ph from cebu city so welcome to the podcast for the very first time sui kanyete hey sui hi i i hope i was so thankful you got the pageant right <laughs> so, yeah, you, you saw my everyone. face right i was like yeah yeah is it um is it yes is it international is it <laughs> <laughs> i was hoping for like a clue but yeah so sweet yeah, yeah. i'm so glad to have you you know here i know you're you're not in manila you're you're from cebu yeah. so i'm not really sure what the time difference is there kidding not really uh, they're the same i know it's the same I'm just <laughs> so with that one sway uh you know i always have my guests uh tell us fun facts about themselves so you know your your introduction is very short yeah. uh it's like an introduction for like if i were to introduce you in like an event no but why don't you tell us like fun facts about sway that not a lot of people know about Ooh, that's like difficult because I'm such an open book. Like, I feel like all the things I've been through, I've shared it online. Uh, there is some fun facts about me. <laughs> um, wait, like, okay, I'll give you an example. Maybe like, you might get inspired. So, when I eat pancakes, the the pancake syrup cannot touch the plate. Mm. Like, that is something it bothers me when the pancake syrup touches the plate that's why every time i eat pancakes in you know like in a restaurant or something i always tell them to give me the the syrup separately so i can pour it myself mm, i see so i'm sure you have something like that yeah i feel like i kind of relate to that not really ocd but like um i would be triggered if like things are not perfect like if like there's oh, one missing block of like tile in a floor or like if I saw mine. a picture, like, like, huh? You're stealing mine. Give your <laughs> own. Oh wait, okay. I'll think of different things. Um, something interesting about me, maybe because of like how people see me online. Like I seem to be very confident, but it took me long enough to like really, I know, be confident with my skills and how I talk. Because a lot of I mean, people know this already, but like I used to stutter a lot back in high school. And, I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's, yeah. Um, my dream course was mass communication, but you know, during my fourth year, when I told that to my family and my friends, not that they were like discouraging me, but they were saying that that's not your field because you you know you stutter a lot. So that wasn't the the course that I you know 
decided to go with. But, you know, through YouTube, because I did YouTube back then as well, um, you know, making tutorials online, that kind of, like, helped me, like, improve how I talk. And that's how I became, you know, like a speaker and, like, a host now. So, yeah. So, so with that, no, um, sorry, no, I, I mean, I'm not, and if you're only okay with discussing, mm -hmm. but do you know why you stuttered? Like, is it something we're in, was it like a psychological thing or, sorry, if you're not comfortable discussing it, it's okay. No, it's fine. I'm not sure. I think it's, it's just like how I talk back then. Like I, like the thoughts in my head will be so fast in terms of how I process it. And when I speak it, you know, it's the same speed as how I think it. So I think that, but um, nothing really like psychological or anything like that. I mean, I didn't get like, you know, medical advices or anything, uh, but I've learned that, you know, you have to like keep proper pacing when you talk so that people can understand you better. Yeah. And yeah, and no, even though that wasn't like taught in my course, cause I, like I studied hotel and restaurant management and there, I mean, there's part of it, but not really a lot. I kind of learned that from like, you know, just watching videos online and hearing how I talk. You know, but when you do videos on YouTube, you get to edit it. And, you know, in the process of editing, you get to hear how you talk, you know, your pace and your pronunciation. And it's yeah. kind of like self-reflecting and, you know, where are the good parts you can, where are like the bad parts you can improve on and things like that. No, I completely agree with you. Like when I was growing up, I never really liked how I sounded on a microphone. <laughs> like I thought I, I didn't sound proper because the thing is like when you talk to yourself you know what I mean like or if you're just talking you know like you're just practicing right you have this mm -hmm. idea about how you sound like and you think oh yeah I think this is fine right but then when you exactly. hear it on some sort of recorder whether it's you know audio visual or both you're like what the fuck is this yeah <laughs> Like why you sound so like different, that? yeah. Why do I sound like this, right? But okay, that that's pretty cool. So I wanted to ask you, so you 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 took up HRM basically, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Why 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 HRM? It was my second option, like apart from okay. mass communication, mm -hmm. and it was like a dumb choice actually, because me and my best friend, we kind of like decided to go college together. So that okay. was his dream course. So I kind of like okay, since I can't do mass comm. I'm gonna do HRM. And so that was our basically our plan. Like it's just to go college, to go on college together. So that's why I chose the course. I mean, I also like it part of it, because you know, I like cooking uh before I took the course. After I not so much anymore. Um and then okay. so yeah, but it was so funny because when I enrolled in the school that I thought we'll be both in, I had the enrollment first and then I told him, you know, he's going to enroll the next day. But he enrolled in a different school. <laughs> but the same course. So it was really funny because we both studied in, like, different universities in Cebu, but, like, the same course. But weren't you crazy. Fit? I was, kind of. Because, like, you know, this was, like, our plan. We are. <laughs> We're, we still I mean, are. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If, if that happened to me, I'd be, like, pissed AF. Like, pissed I would to the be, ground. Like, oh, <laughs> like legit I would be so yeah good. i mean i was kind of like sad about it at first but you know it took it also made me realize it was also nice that we got to be in both separate universities because we got to shine in each university like i became president in my university he became president in his own university so it's kind of like um 
you know, we were both given enough spotlight to each school. Because I feel like if we were, we were both in the same school, it might be like, not a competition though, because, you know, we're friends, but there might be like, not like a slight tension. I don't yeah. know. Because we're like, we're both good in like similar things. So, yeah. So, the next thing I want to talk to you, and before I continue, to all our mm-hmm. viewers and audience who are watching, uh, if you have any questions for Sway, just comment them down below and they'll try to get to that. I keep forgetting to mention that. So I think for the last two episodes, no one was asking questions. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, if you do, please just comment them down below and we'll try to get to it You know, uh, during the episode. So the next thing I want to talk to you about is um, transgender representation in pageants, right? So mm-hmm. here's the thing. Unfortunately, there's this... Um, I can't remember the proper word for it. But there's this um, like this negative light wherein if you're part of the LGBT community, you're like super into pageants, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know about that, right? So what's the term yeah, for yeah. that? Like what do, call, what do you call those? Wherein, like you say, oh, these kinds of people are always like this. These kinds of people, oh, like pageantera or something. What do you mean? I mean, not just about the pageants. Like you know how they say, for example, that if a person is of this ethnicity. Their curry pot. You, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, weird. But anyway, so so with that one, Sway. So when it comes to pageantry, mm-hmm. were you always into it? Like, was it always a dream of yours, or was no. it just something that you decided? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty. I'm tall. Let's see where this goes. Type of thing. Not really, because you know, growing up, I didn't see myself as someone who would join pageants. I mean, my sister did uh, when, like, she was younger, uh, and I've kind of like, you know, like admired how she is on stage. But like personally, uh, especially like with the type of trans woman that I am, I feel like I don't pass the standards to be like a, a candidate. Uh, in, in there's this way, like in what way? Yeah, I was about to go there. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Just yeah. powder in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cause you know, in, in, in like the trans pageantry in the Philippines, the more cis passing you look like, the more you're likely to win. Okay. It's not about, it's not, I mean, I would like only like, if I were to count like the pageants that really focus on advocacy, I don't think I could count like all five of my fingers. Um, but a lot, if not most, um, of the pageants in trans, um, in the trans community, it would always be about the most cis looking one. Um, I mean, not to like downgrade or anything, you know, queens who have won because of how pretty they are. But, you know, there are cases wherein we kind of like let this girl win. And then after that, like there's not much activity after. Like where's the work after getting the crown? And when there are like issues about trans, uh, you know, trans politics or things that trans women go through, uh, the beauty queens that we crown, these are not the front runners in, you know, talking about these issues, which is kind of like absurd to me because, you know, that's what you signed up for um, when you, you know, took your oath uh, to become a beauty queen. Part of it should always be about being vocal with the issues that we go through. However, we don't see them as active online, though maybe that's just not, that's just me, like I don't see them at all, but like, that's just how I see it. Like, um, regardless of what you can bring to the table, if you're not as cis looking as, you know, what the standards have been put on, then you don't kind of like stand a chance. 
like in general yeah so with that one you're mentioning that there are a lot of not all but a good mm-hmm. number of pageants that are for transgender women focus on beauty and nothing else basically right i mean the more kind that you, of you mm-hmm. pass the more likely you, you will you win. are to win mm-hmm. i mean there are also other factors we're in but i think it's a it plays such a big role and i mean it's a beauty pageant after all so. yeah. <laughs> no but like with that one and i guess this is where the tricky part is mm-hmm. because right when it comes to being a transgender person right whether you're a transgender mm-hmm. man or a transgender woman uh the belief and what is right i guess it's it's not always about whether you pass or not it's just more about mm-hmm. if you know you know within yourself mm-hmm. that like, transgender woman or transgender man that's all that counts exactly you know because not everyone can you know I've been taught that not everyone can afford to transition. Yeah, right? like it's, it's a privilege. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be because you're you could be in danger or all of mm-hmm. these. So, don't you think that's the tricky part about transgender pageantry? Because the thing is, when you hear the word pageant, right? Mm-hmm. Probably ninety nine percent of people think, yeah, it's about beauty, about you know mm-hmm. how, how their face looks. How I mean, there's a freaking bikini portion all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Pageants. So that, that's the thing. Don't you think that's the tricky part, though, when it comes to uh, transgender pageants? Because the thing is, you're talking about beauty, and yet, you know, to to respect or to truly respect a transgender person, it shouldn't always be about what's on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you- yeah, like that has been like a fight for so long, wherein uh, people would only pay respect to a trans woman if she looks this. Because that I feel like that's how they've been taught, but I'm glad that we have TikTok and we have like speakers like Rika, for example, uh, that really paved the way in like changing the narrative of what trans women should, like how should how trans women should be treated in the Philippines, because you know bigotry is like really common in the Philippines and um, they're not as open yet in discussing that you know trans com- trans women can be diverse. Because even like with media, when they when we would like uh, display trans woman, it would often portray an image wherein you know she looks like she looks this, and people would have like a like an idea that if you are a trans woman, you should look like this, and if you don't, then I'm sorry, I'm not gonna respect you. Um, so it's it's been like something I also fight for because I believe that trans women are like you know just like any other um, identity, like we're diverse. We're also like uh, vary in like skin tone and like figure and color and one shouldn't be pressured to like go you know meet the standards of what is put on to society just for them to be respected so um that's why i like i joined pageants like you know going back to your first question earlier if, like if it's something i really wanted it's not really something i wanted because i didn't see myself as like whenever i see beauty queens that are trans i don't see myself in them uh, like in the way they are, you know, in how they present themselves. Because again, um, a lot of these women, not that there's anything wrong with surgery, but a lot of them have went through that. And when I look at myself in the mirror, I would like kind of get insecure that I don't look like that. But they kind of like fueled why I wanted to join, which began with like Miss Trans Global Philippines. Because I kind of like wanted to be a representation of that demographic, uh, those who have not underwent 
um, anything yet, but it's still, but it is still like confident enough to like you know showcase what being a trans woman is, and you know it's it, like what I mentioned um, or like what I answered during my screening. You know, we are so much more than our faces. Like trans women can offer a lot uh, aside from looking good. Like we are a woman of substance, and I think that should be the thing people uh, should look up to, aside from like how we look like. So you mentioned that when you look, you you joined because you want to be a representative for those who haven't done anything. So when you meant when you mean by done anything, you mean like surgeries and stuff, like right? surgery like, or any enhancements, you know, mm -hmm. like yeah, enhancements and stuff. Okay, so with that one though, Sway, so you joined Miss Trans Global Philippines, yeah, Miss Trans International. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. Wow. <laughs> but it's connected though. It, it is, right? Not really. It's a different pageant. Oh, okay. Uh, Miss International Queen is like a, the franchise we have for MIQ, the one that gets held in Thailand. Um, but Miss Transcobal Philippines is a different um, pageant. Uh, it's based in the UK. The one for MIQ is based in Thailand. Oh my God, you didn't do your research, Pao. I'm so disappointed. What? No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Like, my brain is super scrambled today because, like, with um, MIQ, uh, you know, I, I, I know people who joined that in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, then, for some, then I know that that's different from Miss Trans Global because Miss Trans Global, mm -hmm. I think, started last year in the Philippines, unlike MIQ, yeah, yeah. that's been going on for, I don't know, like a decade or so, give or take. I but mean, it's the first. To see. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, one is way like, older than uh, the other. But... I'm like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, sorry, I don't know why my brain today is really scrambled. I know that they're they're different, but anyway. Okay, so you joined Miss uh, Trans Global this year. Uh, and how was the experience for you? It was really nice. I mean, you know, being chosen as one of the top 15 out of like 100 applicants, that was kind of like a open for me already. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't see all the other candidates who sent an application but to be chosen to represent my city. That was like a, a big thing. So like Cebu City, when it comes to like patents, we're very serious about it. Uh, you know, a lot because of- Because they're very serious about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, uh, you know, with how we cho choose our representatives, like let's say for Miss Universe, for Miss International, we always come, you know, prepared. Uh, so when I was chosen and, you know, me not being popular in Cebu City because I've never joined pageants locally, um, that was really a challenge in how I would gather support. Um, yeah, it was it, it was a tough time before I went to Manila because I really had to like scout for like my clothes, my costume and anything. Because, uh, you know, it. I'm going to like share like a quick backstory sure. as to why it was difficult for me. Um, the moment I knew that I'll be representing Cebu, I wanted to represent Cebu in like the best way that I can. And I feel like if I would like get like sponsors or anyone to work with me, I would get like best quality with not so much like or with with it not being like too much of a cost. Because I mean I can afford like things, but I don't think it would be as grand as if I were to work with like designers in Cebu. Uh, so yeah. I like posted like, you know, I need sponsors, uh, sponsorships or, you know, anyone to work with me or like an X deal or discounts, you know, anything that could basically basically help me prepare for the pageant. And I feel like a lot of like trans 
uh, joint like pageant joiners in Cebu took that as somewhat of like an how do I put it in words? Like they basically were saying that why are you asking for sponsorship? Like you're a nobody. Uh, like you know you you don't have a name yet in the pageant or scene, and you haven't joined any local pageants yet, and you like jumped international, and I mean, like I see it as like you know them questioning like why I would ask for help when I don't I didn't establish myself yet, so that like like that took really a toll and like how I you know prepared for the pageant because you know they're the least people I was thinking that would like kind of like drag me down because you know it's the same community and it's in Cebu so I was really hoping for like people to support me but like with those words it kind of like made me realize that I mean not that they're right but I feel like you know is 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 this how it's you know how do I say it <laughs> um it's just sad that I get to hear those words coming from people that I thought would you know support me the most um, cause you know, that was when I posted that I wasn't really like begging for anything. I was like genuinely asking for help and for it to be like, um, misunderstood as, you know, being cocky or anything that was just like sad, but you know, despite all that, you know, I decided to like work with what I have and, you know, went beyond, you know, my capability and I was able to prepare for the pageant. And the pageant alone, like, you know, when I went to Manila, it was like a really uh, nice experience getting to know all the girls like from the different parts of the Philippines and, you know, being visible and like uh, the one thing I like about like Miss Translable Philippines is that it's not just about, you know, how you present yourself. It's more so about what you advocate for and the things that you want to pursue for the community. And that was really visible during like the five the three-day pre-pageant activities so yeah <laughs> that was a lot well, I mean, that, was, that was pretty fun i mean i was there in miss mm -hmm. chatsilopo uh <laughs> sorry you <laughs> have to say the names that my brain remembers it and yeah you remember me and art we were not really arguing but we were debating on your national costume because you said you were supposed to be um, Lapu Lapu, right? I mean, that was the inspiration for your costume. Inspired by Lapu Lapu. But I think people mistook it as a Senor Santo Nino. I think Art shared that too. <laughs> oh, no, I think you said that. I, I was the one who was like, no, you're yeah, yeah. not Lapu Lapu, woman. If you were, were your tattoos and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you joined Miss Chance Global. Um, you had a good time. and But then you mentioned that there's this negativity. So would you say that... Um, LGBT or transgender pageantry in the Philippines is one of those um, things that just has a lot of fierce competition because you know how um, I'm sure you know this, but you know, just I'm, I'm going to mention for our listeners, mm -hmm. uh, there are girls right who who do this for a living. We're in, yeah, you know, like they legitimately they go to one province, join one province. Pageant, right? They win money. You know, it could be as high as like twenty k from my from what I hear. You know, they win that. They 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 ride the van, go to the next place and the next place. I mean, that must be tiring, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think it's because of that, um, or the or because of those kinds of veterans? Wherein for them, it's like, you know, we we compete every single night. You know, maybe except for Sundays or whatever. Then here mm -hmm. comes this young pretty girl. 
who has a lot of um, TikTok followers join the pageant, and you get you get where I'm coming from, right? Like the, mm-hmm. where I'm yeah, yeah, with the questions. So, do you think that's it? That for them, it's like, you know, this girl, you know, parang just because she's like thin and shit, she thinks she could like represent Cebu City. Mm-hmm. You know, so do you think it's because of that, or why do you think there were there were negative um, feelings from the community mm-hmm. there? Toward? I think that could be part of it, and I think second would be like they're. I feel like they were expecting someone more fit, or like someone more, um, you know, have experience with pageantry. Because I feel like, of course, they want they would want Cebu to win, and. They might have doubted that I could do it just because I don't have any experiences in pageantry. Uh, but the thing is, like, Mr. and School Bowl, it wasn't really a pageant meant for, like, pageant joiners. It's an it's more of, like, an advocate pageant. Uh, yeah. So if you would see, like, the other candidates, um, though, like, other candidates had experiences in pageantry, but not so much compared to, like, any other, like, national pageant. Because it really was really focused on, like, what a girl could do and what she can bring to the table and what she has been very vocal about. A lot of the other candidates there were like advocates in their own cities. And it was such a, like an empowering um, time to be with them. It, you know, they kind of like uh, reflected uh, how hardworking they are in terms of, you know, things they want to pursue for the community. So it was really a pageant for that. And maybe they were like thinking that this, since it's like a pageant for trans women, let's send the most cis looking one, the most like, you know, boobs and like hips and everything. And when they saw me and, you know, me being thin and shit from your words, <laughs> um, um, maybe that. Uh, I mean, I hope you don't think that as like a. I mean, like no, not really a bad. Yeah, yeah. That was just like okay. me making fun. Uh, but okay. yeah, I feel like they were expecting someone um, more like physically prepared but i don't take it i mean now that i've you know grown from it and you know it whenever wherever you go whichever path you take there would always be people you know doubting you or um what you can do and i feel like that you know as unfortunate as it is um we have no we have nothing to do but like you know learn from it and you know prove them wrong yeah, actually, you know, with that, I, I really have to give it to, to Miss Transgoa because I, I've seen videos. Of, actually, it's mostly from my friends who joined the other pageant, the uh, Miss mm-hmm. International. Okay. Where they show like their, their, their past pageants. And, you know, for me, it's like this um, I'm not really a big fan of. Um, because, you know, Miss Transglobal kind of reminds me of Miss Universe, right? Where it's not noisy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only noisy when people cheer, but then, you know, that's normal, <laughs> right? You know, it's very, I find it very regal. We're in, you know, they're there. Of course, you know, you have to have the nice dresses, the, mm-hmm. the swim and all of those things. But then it's so, I find it very regal and classy wherein it's like, oh, you know, I advocate for this, you know, and all of these things. Because when I see like these other pageants, and, you know, for me, you know, there are those who enjoy those kinds of pageants and there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. It's just, I find that the other pageants are just so noisy. Like, I feel that aside from, you know, the girl having to look good, it's usually the noisiest girl who wins. Like, they always <laughs> shout. I mean, you've seen um, mm-hmm. pageants, right? Yeah. And and they're usually, like, shouting, right? And they always have, like, these, you know, supposed witty mm-hmm. answers to these things. So... 
I mean, when you when you mentioned that you know you're not um, used to that or you don't have any experience, and the other girls from Miss um, MPG, uh, let's just make it shorter. Um, don't, don't really do that. I believe you, and I'm just I'm just wondering, like with that being said, would you ever join like a parangay like you the noisy one, where it's very there's a term for that thing. Uh, like very mass. No, not me about like the mass. Okay, like no. have you seen the show um Showtime? The, the one oh, yeah. you, you remember there was like this this um segment wherein they, they have transgender women. How was it Miss Q and A? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So it's very like that wherein they, they have all these answers and me I can barely understand why I fa- why it's funny and stuff. Maybe because mm-hmm. I can try to understand the words that they're using, but yeah, would you join something like that? Because I find that you're more bagay, um, in the Miss Universe type of pageants, you know, where your intelligence really comes out. You know, I don't know. I'm not. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to insult you or anything. Mm-hmm. I have. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, bagay, I don't think so. I mean, unless if, like there's a really good cause, because you know yeah. some like local pageants, uh, they will just organize it for the sake of organizing it. Yeah. Uh, let's say like a, a fiesta, let's have a, a beauty pageant, and you know once you get crowned, you know what do you do after? You know, yeah. There's not much that you do after, not because you don't want to do it, but because you're not given the opportunity to do it. Because yeah. these, you know, not I mean not generalizing, but a lot of uh, like local barangay and pageants um it's just like a, a one-night thing and i don't think i would like you know join something that's only for like a one-night thing if if i were to join in a pageant i would like see to it that i get to do something after because that's what i'm there for and yeah. unless a barangay and pageant would be like you know uh resource resourceful enough to like conduct and organize pageants wherein you know there would be series of activities after like let's say orientations or seminars or outreach programs after then i maybe i would but at the moment i don't see anything that kind of like follows that path so maybe not no like you know that one they always call it like miss game which always bothered me because yeah me too it's a it's, a, it's ironic like inv- yeah, how can you go- a miss and then you're gay right like before, um, trans women were like being transgender. It wasn't like a, a thing that's like really explained to people. So when it, when someone says she's trans, people would say, "Oh, she's just gay, but like feminine." You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. and then not until like the most recent years that we really got to understood what makes trans women different from a gay man. Because of course, one is a woman, one is a man. And but I feel like with you know the lack of education before it kind of like being brought up every year so whenever you do like uh pageants for like say both gay men and trans women miss gay would be the title because that's what the title or that's what has it or sorry um like that's how they were used to it like that's the title like every year so even if like there were trans women joining it would still be miss gay uh which i think is you know which should be corrected like i feel like if you were to have a pageant wherein it includes like trans women and gay men it like it's like you could just like put queen of like cebu or queen of something they're kind of like more um inclusive and not so much not derogatory but like it kind of invalidates being a trans woman joining pageants for like miss gay because you're not gay you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. yeah or you know if you're gonna mix them together why not just say 
uh, why don't you just call it like an LGBT pageant, like Mr. and Miss LGBT or whatever. I mean, if you really want to be super... <laughs> Like I think the safe. safe first would be like queen of something. Because, you know, a queen can be both a gay man and a transgender woman. Okay, that I didn't know. I mean, you know, as as an ally, I, I don't really know. I, I guess, you know, the, how I see the LGBT community as allies, you know, we allies, we can learn as much as we can. But it's mm-hmm. if when you really live, when you live it, like when you're in that person's mm-hmm. shoes. You know what I mean? Like, and we're gonna get to this later now about all the men you've dated, but um <laughs> I like how you look so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you have any family watching or something? No, no, no. Oh, I have no so idea. I mean about Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm really kidding. So okay, so you know, after your whole MTG experience, mm-hmm. uh you know, I I felt you did well, uh, without any bias. Uh, but do you think you would want to do it again next year? Because, you know, um, like consider you like a rookie, right? And it's very rare that mm-hmm. a rookie does super well yeah. in their first season, right? So, you know, you, you, you got you got all the learnings. Um, I'm sure you felt the pain, obviously. No one likes to lose yeah. unless if you're a, a masochist. Uh, but, you know, with all the learnings you got, um, and hopefully you'll get the support that you didn't get this time because of, you know, those veterans and whatever. Do you think you would join next year again? I don't, I don't, I'm not sure yet. Um, the moment I, you know, went down on stage after not being included to the top five, uh, like, I took it upon myself to, like, uh, like promise, like, I'm not going to join this again. It's not for me. Like, pageants are not for me at all. Uh, but I think, you know, after my second try of like pageantry like i just recently tried to screen for queen philippines and it was like way different uh i felt lighter and i felt more confident it was really ironic because during my screening i had to wear like a, a one piece and it's not something i'm quite oh, uh, that's why that's your ig story okay yeah that's why i'm like uh i was kind of like scared because i've never been in a bikini in front of a lot of people let alone like a pageant and, you know, with MTG, I was, like, very, how do you say that, demure, should you say it. Because my gown wasn't, like, there was no slit or anything. My costume was, like, covered. I mean, my legs were showing, but it wasn't as risky as, like, other um, <laughs> other candidates. So, you know, with my experience with, like, the screening, it kind of, like, made me think that maybe I should try it again. And, you know, I've learned a lot uh, from my past experiences in MTG this year. So it, it, it would definitely be something I can reapply if I were to join next year. But the thing is, um, I would want to join again, I think. But I also would want to give chance like to other trans women in Cebu uh, to represent Cebu City. No, nah, fuck them. You, you, you take this. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it, really like... with MTG, you know, you get to be bring to, you get to be like, you know, they get to like, have you traveled all the way from Cebu to Manila? So, like, that experience, I also would want other girls to experience that. Oh, um, <laughs> but, I don't know. Depends on, like, the the directress for MTG next year, if they would let me join again. Okay. Uh, I think that's very fair. So, we can stop it from there. So, now I want to talk to you about your TikTok. Because, uh, so, you know, after MTG, um, mm-hmm. right, you, Rika and I, we hung out. Um, eating, mm-hmm. eating 
And you're talk about your TikTok, how you're this very shy girl, um, you know, next door girl, uh, sporty girl with your Under Armour shirt and all of these things. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, like, because with, with TikTok, right? Uh, because I'm not really a TikToker, if that's mm-hmm. what you call TikTok users or whatever. Um, so I don't know, like, because I, I assume there's some people who are in whatever they show in TikTok, that's like a character that they play. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are some like Rika were in whatever she shows in TikTok, that's basically who she is. Yeah. Real life. Is that you? The demure girl next door who you'll find in the library reading a book while twirling Not her really. hair? Because <laughs> okay. I feel like a lot of my content is like mostly like educational in a way. Like, you know, it... it yeah. It talks about issues and like serious ones in some cases. So whenever I like present myself or when I talk about it, I don't or like naturally I don't like present it as in a quirky way. But I am quirky like in person. But I don't. I just think it's difficult for me to. Not that I'm like lying or anything or like pretending to be like this demure girl. But when I like talk about issues about trans women, I t- I kind of like you know it's like a natural natural instinct for me to like sound like this and like behave like this i feel like it's one thing i think it's because like i want people to like take it seriously because if i were okay. to talk it to you know present it in a way that's like funny um they wouldn't take it as serious as i would want them to be but i think language is also a thing wherein i can't be as loud because there are cases that i'm out like i'm loud with my friends when like we talk we like share jokes but because yeah a lot of my followers are like mainly based on Luzon so I can't speak Bisaya all the time on my TikTok videos because you know they wouldn't understand and yeah. so yeah I think that's that language is like a, a big um, factor as to why people think like I'm very demure and like shy and like composed but I mean I am but like they're you know I'm also like loud and quirky and funny but I feel like I it's difficult for me to express that because again, because of the language, and if I were to speak in Bisaya and like uh, be funny in Bisaya, not a lot of people can understand. And you know, to kind of like, how do I say this? Uh, I just want people to understand me. Like that's the bottom line of it. Oh my god. Sway, sorry, can you hear yeah, me Yeah, I think I cut off. Yeah, yeah, I think there was... Like, so I, I was going to cut off, actually. My, my net is a bit fluctuate. I... Uh, Sway, sorry, Are, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So going back, while I still have some semblance of internet. So, okay, so you're not um, really that demure girl, right? Because it's the language that you mentioned. So do you think if mm-hmm. you could speak in Cebuan, or Cebuan, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you'd be more active, more, hey, guys, like, it's your mm-hmm. girl, Sway. Do you think you'd be more like that? I don't think so. I feel like if I were to speak in Bisaya or like in Cebuano, I mean, like yeah. that the personality would still be the same. It's just that 
um, I feel like it's easier for me to tell jokes in Bisaya. I mean, that's like, like the only difference. Like, I'm I would be more funny if I were to speak in, but I'm not like funny in like like funny funny to like what the standards are of being funny. But you know, I have jokes here and there. <laughs> like people, you know, people laugh when I talk. Um, I do events hosting, like what you mentioned earlier as well. So like I kind of like inculcate that in uh, how I host as well. So there, but you know, in general, uh. Like whenever, whenever people talk to me, especially like, you know, someone that's not native in Cebu, you know, it's how I act, like naturally. So for me to get like the kenkoi, kenkoi is a gender neutral word, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Like a, like a cartoon. I wasn't sure. I was like, should it be kenkai or? or anyway. <laughs> um. So for me to get like the kenkoi sway, you should be drinking or something. I don't know, cause like me drunk is a different type of. <laughs> okay, um, let's not um, criminalize you or get, yeah. make you bust. You're okay. trying to so, like, paint my image. Well, <laughs> yeah. So with that one, um, Sway, you have a good following on TikTok, right? I mean, there's a good number of people who are following you and stuff. So when you got into TikTok, did you ever think that, or did you, or was it the plan for you to get into TikTok, be big? and you know have a good amount of followers or was it just something that just happened out of the blue for you not really um because i i started like where i wanted to grow big is on youtube yeah because that was like my dream when i was younger i act like as if i'm very old but like i started youtube when i was what, 22 or something 24. Oh, um, wow. i started oh, i was so far you know Sorry. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I started like YouTube when I was 16. So, wow. yeah. And, um, you know, the thing. Right. Back then, like, early wanted to grow big there. Cause my conduct there was like, like, makeup and stuff. So, like, I dreamt of, like, you know, getting PR from companies, getting to work with them, sponsorships and everything. And, like, events, you know, you get to be invited. And like uh you know beauty cons and stuff so i wanted to grow big on there but i feel like that's not the journey for me because even if i how much i worked on there i'm not just like the type that people will like watch you know minutes for and for TikTok, i you know during the pandemic people you know like kind of swayed from like youtube to like TikTok. i feel like the attention span of filipinos got like very limited now because you know People can't afford to watch like a 15 minute video now. So like we're in, as for TikTok, it's only a minute. So like it's easier. And you know, a minute would be like a different video and after a different video. So like there's more variety to it in like a, a short amount of time. Now with yeah. TikTok, I didn't really think of growing big. Um, even my content before, it's it's not something I would like share on Facebook. Cause like I would like do the I would like do just like dubbing and like like with very like heavy filters on my face like you know using the app itself um but it, when i like did one video like talking about trans issues i wasn't a trans yeah kind of like that and it went big and like people like you know enjoyed that they kind of like sparked oh maybe this you know this is what the type of content people want me to do not like makeup and you know when they like how i talk and they get to learn from it so that's when i decided this this would be my content from now on and of course people like rika and other uh like oh, i forgot um forgot her name oh my gosh uh 
like Rouse and I forgot this oh, other girl. Oh my god. Yeah, um, right. Huh? Raf, as in Raf? Is that who you're thinking about? I don't know, not Raf. Jamie, oh my god, Casino. Jamie and yeah, like all these other. No, sorry, because I had Jamie. Yeah, in, yeah I saw. Yeah, yeah. So like these, like you know, women, you know, kind of like, especially Rika, like Rika, walk so I could run, kind of like that. Um, like her content about you know, because when I saw how people were responding positively to her videos and how they took it like very seriously, it kind of motivated motivated me to like, oh, this is a thing that people would want to hear. And you know, my I mean, though we speak about similar issues, but you know, we both have different takes and perspectives on things. So we also vary in like the way we talk about certain issues. So when people like started tagging me in like you know videos that they would want me to react on, or like things that they would they would want me to defend on, it kind of like it had dawned upon me that you know this is the type of content I would want to do. And you know, it's it's something that people would want to see, and it's something I also enjoy. So that's like how it's all started, basically. And you know, it started growing, and yeah, I, like I'm I'm proud of the platform that I have because it's not just you know me looking pretty online. It it's more so like initiating important conversations, which is like really important, or which is like really vital in how trans women are seen in the Philippines. So like you know step by step we get to educate people more and more so that you know years from now it wouldn't be as tight as it is today actually i agree with you I, i've been in the marketing industry for eight years and yet the, the funny thing is every single year i've been in the marketing industry the amount of time in terms of um, attention span of people globally mm -hmm. keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter yeah which is super crazy because i mean look i have nothing against tiktok if that makes you happy you know go for it right <laughs> you're not, you're not spreading fake news or you're not hurting anyone but like you know for me i just don't see the what's the term for that like the sorry value is the wrong word but i just don't see like how people are so engrossed by it like seeing mm -hmm. so many videos in such a short an amount of time you know i guess it's just i don't know if it's because i'm an uncle or something we're in <laughs> I, I like i like you know videos were in you know for me a five minute video is nothing i could watch a one hour and 30 minute video for as long as it's educational right mm -hmm. but yeah so going back to, to you so you mentioned the pandemic you, you did all of these things you want to do YouTube. You basically want to be like Jojo Siwa, if you know. <laughs> Jojo Siwa. Jo the person. Mm -hmm. Since I'm not sure what her pronoun what that person's pronouns are. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you want to be like a Jojo Siwa. So I want to ask you. So you, you do have some nice content. I remember in your IG story you had this content about a, a guy, right? He was doing this TikTok we're in. Uh -huh. um, to the house and the the girl he was dating was being called like what is that? Kuya. Ah, Kuya. Okay. And you, you were saying, you know, um, it's not nice what you're doing because it's very hurtful because, of course, you know, in some families, 
in, in the village, right? Of course, um, the the mentality back then is, you know, if you are born with a certain genitalia, you're given this gender, right? So, of course, parents, right? They're like, oh, this is your kuya, this is your ate, whatever. And of mm-hmm. course, if, if it's something they've been calling you for decades, it may take some time before they yeah. stop. Or, you know, sometimes because it's your family, some ladies and some men, are okay with them calling them queer at it because you know that's your family and you're just used to it. But when you see harmful content like that and you call them out, do you get negative comments saying, Oh, Sway, you know, you're just too soft? Yeah, a lot. Like, what was the worst comment you got on the video? I think it would be like, you know, there are bigger problems on earth, then why should why are you focusing on that? Like um, Wait, that's the worst comment you got? Yeah. Really? I mean, that, as, that's aside from like Aside from like them attacking me personally, like how... Oh, yeah, I, was, like, I was thinking like the attacking part, sorry. Oh, like, okay. Attacking um, part, like, what was the worst thing someone said about you? Wait, I couldn't think because there's a lot. Um, yeah, just top of mind. Like, yeah. I think like uh, people would assume that I'm doing it for like, because I want to, I want people to like, I forgot the word. Um, or something like that. Not so just like, for clout. Um, they feel like, like I enjoy clout. calling out people because it makes me. How do I say it? Um, it makes you more powerful. Yeah, that one, but like in a in a in a negative like wording. <laughs> okay, let's just get back to that. Okay, so they're just basically mm-hmm. saying that like calling out people because it gives you power in a way. Yeah, that's that's pretty rough. How how do you take negative comments? Um, maybe it's because I've been doing it for a while. It doesn't but like when you are stuff, yeah. Uh, I either do two things. It's when okay. I either block them. Or like make a video out of their comment. So like kind of what we yeah did yeah yeah because like when you make a video out of like their comment, you kind of like take the power the power from them because you know you act they like you present it in a way that you're not hurt it hurt by it, and at the same time you get to educate people why comments like these are wrong. Yeah. So you know you kind of like thanking them for like their stupidity because you get to like. Um, milk out of it you know <laughs> but yeah i either do those two things because if something is like very repetitive i, I block them because you know because i had like one video before wherein it like really got much of attention i think like almost like half a million views and wow. a lot of people were not as okay with it so there were like a lot of like mean comments and you know with tiktok even if it's like already like a, a month pass or anything if people would cut on it they would still get notifications here and there and though that was that issue would like like a month ago i would still get negative comments about it up until the time i deleted or like turned off the, the comments or anything or blocked the people that commented that so there i forgot the term in tagalog but i know it in english in 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 besides it's pamay mai i think in tagalog is like pa impress i think i mean by my my sounds like a fish to me. Um, there's that fish pampano, so it kind of sounds similar <laughs> to me. And Maya Maya. It's like the genetic mm-hmm. child of if you breed Maya Maya and pampano together, you get pamay mai. 
pamaymay. It's like um it's like a genetic fish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so so with that, you know, like you you're mentioning that um because yeah, you know the, crazy the amount of negative comments people get. Because you know, I, I have to admit I do have a TikTok account, but I think I only posted there like five times at most, and they were never dancing stuff because I just find that so weird. Like mm. I find it so strange, like you put your phone somewhere, then you run because you have like ten <laughs> seconds. Then, then you're like mm-hmm. you're doing that and this and that. Like I just find it so strange. So mine's mostly about talking, but mm-hmm. it's just so strange, you, you, you know, like how society because you know we have so much advancement, right? Whether it's technology and education, right? And then yet people choose to still hide behind the veil of women. Because you know, you can make a TikTok account without a name, without a photo. You just have like a, a number, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't even know what that number thing is on TikTok. And you can be so brave and say, yeah, Sway's thin and shit. That's why she can call out people or whatever. I mean, doesn't that frustrate you that with so many advancements, in everything, people still choose to, to to hide behind their bigotry and their negative feelings towards anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's more like a sad thing that, you know, a lot of the people that talk shit are the type of people that isn't confident enough to show who they are. Because, yeah. you know, if I think if they would be like, uh, if they would pretend like who they really are, like with their names and pictures and everything, that would that's not something they would do because they know what the consequences are. And so, yeah, but, you know, sometimes, yeah, I mean, trolls, you know, exist because of, like, either lack of education or lack of um, empathy for people. And, you know, no no matter how hard you educate these people, if they, you know, decided to be this, they'd always be that. But, you know, I'd rather focus on people that are willing to be educated and um, are open to the idea of, learning or unlearning their bigotries because in that way you know what i do on tiktok or online in general serves its purpose so here's something i want to ask you and mm-hmm. again if you're not comfortable you know answering this or if you don't want to talk about it it's okay just just you know let me know mm-hmm. but you know when i speak to transgender women a lot of one of the most common things they always tell me is on their Instagram or on their TikToks, they always get like these guys flirting with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they have a term for that, like um, transgender women chasers or something. Trans chaser, yeah. Yeah. So do you get a lot of those? Not on TikTok. I think Instagram, yeah. Okay. Like, like I how do know, they use them? I'm sorry. Like, how do they find you? I find that so, like, you say, you know, TikTok, not really, but Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, how do they find you? Like, how do they, you know? Yeah. No, because I feel like trans chasers, uh, they would, like, like, so, for example, they follow one trans woman. And then whoever yeah. the, the these the, this woman follows, they would look into their profiles. And if they find it um, pretty, they would follow. So, you got like, a chain. So, they're, like... Oh, this girl is being followed by this sweet Kanyete of Cebu chick. Someone mm. is to follow you. So follow, yeah. And, and a lot of these, yeah, sorry, not no, Filipinos though. Not yeah, I don't get like tracers that are Pinoy. Mostly like they're foreign. Okay. Um, yeah. And like with that, 
Um, does it bother you though? Because I know some women, it, it's it's nothing for them. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, it is what it is. But does it bother you though that there are guys out there um, who just want to talk to you just because you're transgender? Before it did, because I feel like you know, um, it was like a crazy like, how do I say this? Like realization. Rika and I talk about it actually because you know before when I think of a guy that only dates trans women or have experiences with dating trans women but kind of like make me think that maybe they're just in it for the money or they're in it for the things that trans women can do that cis women can't in terms of like uh, intimate relationships or anything so it That's did bother me no way to put that okay <laughs> uh-huh. that was very professional <laughs> Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, but now, like, I see it, you know, there's nothing wrong if a, if a guy is exclusively dating trans women, so long as it's not, like, you know, at the same time. Like, you know, like, three girls at the same time. Because, you know, it, if it's not their preference, that's okay. But the thing that I don't like is if it's not genuine. Like, a guy would only like trans women because of what they can benefit from that. You know, so to like, like yeah, that like you know, a trans woman could like um satisfy them with whatever craving or whatever they would want to do that I think cis women can't. So, there, that's the thing I don't like when it's more so about like sex in general, not more so like the you know, the genuine connection between the two. So, like, what's the difference between a, a regular dude who just prefers transgender women versus a, a, trans... a trans chaser? Yeah. Like, what's the mm-hmm. difference? It's difficult to, like, you know, draw the line between what makes one a trans chaser. But I feel like in my experience, if yeah. they're really, like, you know, if they broke up with one girl and they have one after, like, in a quick span of time, I would consider that a trans chaser. And if it's like, you know, a lot of women at the same, uh, in the same year. And, you know, even if you're dating, this guy is still entertaining, like other trans women, you know, as a, as a reserve. I think that, because, you know, as unfortunate as it is, I've been in that situation when I dated a guy that was a trans chaser, but I didn't really think of it that much when I was dating him. Because again, you get to be blinded by a lot of things when you like someone. Um, so there, but you know, the, the, I think a guy that prefers trans women, uh, differs in terms, I think in terms of like the time period of, so you it's know, just about the time period, nothing else. Um, I think if a guy would always reiterate that she's dating a trans girl, that also kind of bothers me because, you know, she, he, like a guy would always make it seem to a point that. A trans woman should be grateful that he's dating her. I think that as well. Because, you know, regular dudes who like trans women, um, they don't like both it as much. You know, they're dating a trans woman because they see trans women as women. But with trans chasers, it's like more specific. Like, I'm dating a trans woman. And it would always, it would come to a point where, like, they would gaslight trans women that, you know, you should be grateful that I'm dating you because you are trans. And you don't get to have a lot of guys in the market who are into you. I think that. But I think that's kind of true, though. I mean, I think there are a lot of guys nowadays who are 
more who are like open to dating women in general mm-hmm. right or am i wrong i, I actually i wouldn't know but you <laughs> think there are because you, you, the statement he said is like the gaslighters out there is like oh i'm dating you be grateful because i'm one of the few straight men who would mm-hmm. basically that's the statement right but do you think that there are more guys nowadays who are open to dating transgender women openly, you know, not a secret we're in. They're like, oh, we only go to this restaurant because it's always empty or this bar because it's always, you get what I mean, right? Like the guy is not trying to hide you. Like, do you think there are more mm-hmm. men out there who are openly okay? Like for them, it's like, yeah, you're a girl. Let's go out. Let's have a drink. You know I mean? Maybe, yeah. I think. I mean, basically what I see online, uh, it's, you know, more and more people are showing like their relationship publicly, and I think that's a, you know, a, a one step away from what we used to, um, you know, how trans or not not trans relationship because that's like how like relationships between a trans woman and a straight man goes before. So yeah, I think there it's like, men are becoming braver now because. I think what plays a big role in that is also like educating that trans women are women. So like people see them as a straight couple and it doesn't. Sorry to cut you off, but I never really saw that's like courage or bravery if you're dating a transgender woman. I mean, for me, I mean, me personally, I like women in general, Mm -hmm. whether it's gender or transgender, it doesn't really matter. I mean, Uh, yeah, I mean, mean... (laughs) so I never really saw it as like something to be brave about. I mean, what I think is more brave is when someone who's transgender can come out or mm. is okay and come. I mean, that's what legit bravery is for me. I mean, bravery in a sense that um, you know they they would they they are aware that you know things can be thrown at them, um, but they kind of like you know I think they're more confident with their you know masculinity that it like things wouldn't. Uh, sway how they think about themselves because that's I think uh, what keeps men from dating trans women because they're just afraid that people might question their sexuality because of who they're dating so when I said like brave it's more so like you know being more secure with mar- with your masculinity that regardless of the type of woman that you date you know you don't treat them any different you know, I remember one time uh <laughs> In one of Rika's videos, this was like many months ago. I, I don't mm-hmm. even, I remember it because I found the comment very silly because someone commented, "Is your boyfriend gay?" Yeah, or, or something. I like think that. I saw that comment. You know, I'm sure that's comment being commented a lot. So I don't know if we're talking about the same video, but anyway, mm-hmm. then then I don't know how she and I were talking about it, but I told her, you know, I don't really care what the person says, just because one. Uh, who was that person to to say that about me? Mm-hmm. I don't really care about that because, like, okay, you're, you think I'm gay, and so, like, th- does that mean I'm harming someone? Does that change anything? Y- you know, it's like saying, mm-hmm. like, oh, I see this, like, saying, oh, Sway has long hair, like, okay, and so, like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, so going, so I want to ask you, Sway, and we're not going to get into like details and stuff, mm-hmm. but I just want you to be very honest. <gasps> <laughs> this is what people paid to see. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
But how many guys have you dated? Like, just date. Like, you know, you, you guys went out for dinner or whatever. Like, I want you to be honest because I have a feeling mm. you're not going to be honest. Let me count. Well, <laughs> no, not a lot. Because I started Let me count. Then you bring out like an abacus, super old school. No? <laughs> Uh, because I started dating when I was 22, so like 22. I'm kind of like a late bloomer, yeah. And why so late? Because I came out late. You mean you came out as transgender? Late. Yeah, I came out when I was 22, and that's when I also started like dressing more femininely. So you know, before my straight era, <laughs> I did not date at all because I feel like um, because I feel like a lot of because I'm not gay, a lot of like gay men they are into like gay men as well, and I mean you know a trans woman can be attracted to a gay man like you know sexuality is a spectrum, but on just like my preference I like would get attracted to like a straight man. So me being a boy before and being attracted to a straight man, I don't think it will work or it doesn't work at all. Uh, so yeah, you know I did not date like a boy mm-hmm. because then he's not straight. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I did not date. And I started dating when I already felt comfortable with how I look like. So not a lot. Um, So going back, like give a number. I like how you're being nervous right now. Yeah, because I don't want it to be a lot. (laughs) I'm like lessening the numbers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think three. Like that. Huh? Three. Oh come on! Yeah, that's I swear. Lie. That's a lie. Nope. Three, because you said like date, right? Yeah, date. I mean, not relationships so, like, or anything. Like legit. yeah, three. I swear, I swear to God. Three. I mean, like only one of them like became official. The other two are like just like dates. I like you know, not MU or anything, but like yes, almost M-U. there. Yeah. <laughs> No, okay, so you supposedly, um, which I think no one will ever believe, only dated three guys, but did you meet them online, through friends? Like, how did you meet these guys? Oh my god, I'm so, okay, I met all of them, like, in a dating app. So you met them in a dating app. Okay, there's Mm -hmm. nothing like that. Uh, Yeah, and then, yeah, because I've never, like, experienced, like, an interaction, like, you know, like, there's, like, a mutual friend, like, in, like, in a party or anything you would get you would get introduced like nothing like that so yeah online okay and then, um i assume yeah. that when, i mean this is just my assumption you know when you mm-hmm. date on this match with a lot of people like that, that that's not a negative thing like i just assume that you, if you're a girl and you're a guy wow wow that's so deep but um, <laughs> I mean, the, when you date online you just match with a lot of people but yeah only chat with like what 20 30 percent of them yeah yet i mean mm-hmm. so okay so the, the three men that you dated right um why did you decide to date them out of the many men you matched with i don't know because maybe like there were uh like okay to like I was like kind of insecure with, my, with like who I am before, so like I kind of like saw that if a guy would date me, I would be like grateful. And you know, those were like the the few guys that were okay with like going out in public with me. I mean, that was like the the like the how do I say that? Um, like my perception of like dating before, like you know, um, if a guy is okay with like 
being in public with a trans woman, like he should be praised, you know, like that. But that was the you you thought before. Mm-hmm, yeah, before before I became more so, um before I know my worth, I knew my worth. Char. So, so you consider yourself <laughs> like, like an ex pick me girl then? Ha- mm, not really a pick me, but like um. <laughs> Okay. Like I did not think of myself as someone who is like worthy. Like I would always question like why would a guy date me like that. So like that's why I dated them basically, three of them. Okay. No, oh, okay. I think that, that that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you supposedly only dated three guys. Then <laughs> but now are you still dating anyone or are you more concentrated on yourself? I am dating someone, but totally. not mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, but not like uh how do I say this? But yeah, but not nothing like a nothing I would want to publicize for now. Yeah. I mean I wasn't mm-hmm. planning to ask you anyway. So. I mean yeah, it's <laughs> putting it out there. Yeah, I am not Kuya boy, okay. I'm not going to be like oh fast questions. They have like a something lights like, on lights. Like, lights on, lights <laughs> on, next <laughs> are chocolates. So I went wash you woman. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the next part of you know this episode is going to be a bit more serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and can I ask you, have you seen this show before called Pose? Have you yeah. heard of that show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen it? I've not seen like everything, but I saw bits of it. Oh, I think you should. I mm-hmm. mean, like if if you have the time, you should definitely give it a, yeah. a run. Not I mean, time. I watched I it with Rika. And um, I have to say, I'm not a fan of the whole ball thing. You know those balls where it's like the category is um whatever like, <laughs> I, I never got into it mm-hmm. because it reminds me of those very noisy pageants which i'm not a fan of but, <laughs> but yeah um the next thing i want to talk to you about oops sorry give me one second my shoe got stuck in a wire i don't know why okay so the next thing i want to talk about uh because this is something i feel that not a lot of people uh what's the term for that like they're afraid to discuss this, which is about um, hate crimes towards transgender women, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm sure you know that the last few years, uh, there's always at least like one to two transgender mm-hmm. women who were like killed in like some random province and some random city. And I just want to ask you, Sway, like when you see, you know, those news, like you know, um, mm-hmm. Justin or you know the put the name of the girl or of the transgender man or whatever like when you see that i'm just wondering like because here's the thing though i'm trying to sorry i'm trying to find the proper way on how to to phrase my question but in your area in cebu Mm -hmm. uh, would you say that you're that you feel safe like for you it's like you know i'm okay uh of course like you know of course, I'm talking about the Cebu city in general. I mean, Malamang, mm-hmm. I'm sure certain areas that are sketchy or whatever. Malamang, you're not mm-hmm. safe. Safe in a sketchy area, but like generally speaking, do you feel safe? I think I do. Um, and maybe that's like me on a privileged standpoint because of how I am in life or where I am in life. I think I can say, and that I can afford not being in a risk you know being in risky places unless i date a man that's like (laughs) unless of like my own stupidity yeah but like um in general i think i am and i think that's also why i want to like talk about things you know as of such because 
um i mean i still get scared sometimes because whenever i see news like that you know it would always like ding on me like you know i could be that i could be that person right now you know uh so yeah it's it's scary but like in cebu though there is discrimination but there's not much of uh like crimes due to one being transgender Mm -hmm. i think i haven't heard if there are like um killings it that's mainly rooting off of like say robbery or kidnapping or i mean the the regular uh, stuff yeah (laughs) but nothing much of you know in relation to one being transgender so So i mean not that i'm I'm aware of in within cebu province but in cebu city not so much yeah i mean i i don't expect you to like be an expert in that so (laughs) yeah no but like with that one no uh because you know i I had um some candidates here in the show before i don't want Mm -hmm. to name names uh uh, i'll just tell you offline but anyway so for them they feel that the soji bill is special rights for the lgbt community and um i'm just wondering when you hear that because obviously you don't feel that way unless if you're a certain mm-hmm. queen from MIQ before. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're obviously pro the Soji bill. And when you hear people say, oh, you know, um, LGBT people, they just want special rights, you know, getting, being able to marry special rights, being able to adopt special rights and all of these things. When you mm-hmm. hear that, What's your argument to them that it's not special rights, but it's just equal rights? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the way I approach to them is that you know soji is not just for LGBT people because everyone has soji, and you know, that's like how I started. Like you know, uh, let's say for example you're a straight man, and in your industry it's dominated by women, and you don't get promoted because they would prefer women, even though you're you know good, like your scores are good. And let's say they would prefer a woman that's very like low in scores, but since she's a woman, she's promoted. That's an example of why soji is important. Because, uh, you know, it protects your gender identity, it's your your expression. Um, if you're a woman and you can't wear, uh, let's say, skirts, because it kind of, uh, how do I say this? Um, it distracts men, then that's part of soji as well. Because, you know, gender expression, that's you and you know if a man would like get hard while looking at you in a skirt that's their problem so things like that <laughs> so that's how i kind of like make straight people re- like get it because i mean the factor i think as well that um they have like a wrong idea about soji is because a lot of the people that push a soji are like you know lgbt people uh so i think if we would get to have more allies talk about how beneficial is soji to everyone it would kind of sway their opinion on it because because of like how loud soji is being um promoted like you know like with all the rainbows and everything if you're a straight man you don't know anything about soji you would assume that it's only for gay people so if we could get how yeah sorry sorry. no no you go ahead yeah so yeah um it protects everyone and I think that the thing that they don't understand is that um, because it protects everyone, it now protects people in the LGBT community. So it's not a special right, I'd say, because, you know, they're also protected under that if it were to become a law. So there, um, hopefully, I, you know, uh, luckily, I don't I haven't met anyone yet in person that is not that is anti-soji like they're 
because my like my circle of friends are like smart because <laughs> you are who your friends are well <laughs> so there but if i were to talk to someone that's how how i would start it it's like you know straight people straight people. yeah because with with the straights but yeah we call um boring cisgender men who are straight like me like <laughs> part of the streets you know the guys who like listening to the weekend and shit who like <laughs> red horse and shit <laughs> okay so like so you know going back to the serious topic uh because there are a lot of people out there especially here in the philippines you know and i and it's very sad to say because you know, I have a lot of friends who are foreign, right? You know, they, they don't mm-hmm. live here, but they come visit. They always say Filipinos are like the nicest people in the world. They're so generous. Um, they're so friendly and all of these things. And yet, towards the LGBT community, it's always a different case, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you have um, these young kids, right? Whether they're non-binary, whether they're um, gay or whatever, they're so afraid to come out because... The parents would like beat the shit out of them at times. Mm-hmm. Or I remember I had um Albion, you know, Albion, mm-hmm. in in this podcast a few weeks ago, and she told me that in her province, uh, sorry, Albion, if you if you watch this, I'm just gonna paraphrase because I don't want you to mm-hmm. like stuff. But she she said something like in her province, okay, lang to be gay, just don't be transgender or something, just because they see being transgender as like really like bottom of the barrel type mm-hmm. thing you know and, and i just find it super sad but if you if it's okay for you to 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 discuss it like you when you were growing up and you came out um how did your family like well that was kind of the same um i didn't i didn't have to come out as gay when i you know before i knew about what being trans was because uh, I feel like as as young as I was, like I'd say five, six, I'm very loud already. And like people can see that I'm, you know, like she's going to be, <laughs> you know, something different when she grows up. So I did not have to come out. She's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the thing was with my parents, them being like very religious, uh, they were okay with me being gay. I feel like I'm, I kind of relate to the province of Albion. Uh, they were okay with me being gay, but they would want me to become like boyabunda gay like successful rich gay yeah and like you know not dressing up as a woman no makeup or anything like basically they want me to like that's the thing i want to change as well because you know before when they see a like when like trans women were not as um presented in the media before you know, because, you know, before, like, there were just, like, two types of gay. Like, one who does not cross-dress and one who does. And yeah. it's kind of sad before that the basis of, like, respect is, like, goes to the one who does not cross-dress. Because, in the moment you wear heels and wear dresses, you would then be labeled as um, informal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's what they wanted me to do. Because I feel like they did not want to, like... Um, me bringing like shame to the family's name or you know me being mocked at uh so when you know before i came out um as a trans woman i mean i do wear makeup as a gay man before but it became more open when i did uh when i freelance because i got to earn money there it's as sad as it is um they were more open in the idea of me cross-dressing 
because I got to earn money from it. And I got to like, you know, you know, give some change here and there. Uh, yeah, it was difficult for them to like fully embrace, especially when I came out as trans because nobody in like the entire like family, like, you know, relatives to relatives is trans. Like the closest they got was like a gay man. So like me being trans was like really different to them. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's sad because they had to... I think I haven't shared this to anybody uh but when i came out i was like in the midst of like depression so they only got to hear my thoughts when i was like in the midst of like offing myself so there <laughs> yeah like um the people who or the person who made them realize what a be what being transgender was was my therapist like it was my medium to come out like they they knew like i was stressing up like a woman here and there like makeup and pills and anything but like truly understanding who i was uh i feel like it was very difficult for me to explain so i talked it out to my therapist and she was the one who talked it out to my family and that's how the understanding began but i think that that's great you know that i mean you i mean it's not great that you went through depression i mean obviously that sucks but <laughs> the fact that you had a medium you know which was your therapist who you could tell your feelings through then she was able to explain to your family. And obviously, mm -hmm. I, your parents, you guys are in a good place right now. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I guess, in a way. Uh, good in enough. a way, yeah. Good, good enough. Place. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'm glad to hear something like that because it always bothers me. I mean, you know, I'm going to tell you something about myself. Uh, so, I grew up in a very religious family as well. Uh, and growing up, I was taught, actually, that, you know, gay people aren't normal i guess because back then you know there wasn't enough science there was enough enough research for mm -hmm. them to know any better and you know I, i've been very lucky in life right so like, you know, i'm a boring straight dude uh who's just gender right uh who doesn't really need to fear for my safety unless i'm an place out of my own stupidity as you would put it <laughs> But yeah, it's always bothered me that, you know, when someone wants to come out, uh, the family doesn't accept them. Because, you know, for mm -hmm. me, it's like, if the person says, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pedophile or I'm a criminal, then that's a whole different ballgame, right? Mm -hmm. Harming someone. But, you know, being someone from the LGBT community, you're not harming anyone. Mm -hmm. You to be who you are. And that's a very brave thing. Because in a world like this, it's very difficult to to be who you are without people casting any kind of judgment towards you, right? So, yeah, th thank you for attending my TED talk. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so anyway, um, as promised, no, um, so I don't want to keep any longer. Uh, I know it's very late and I'm sure you have a date tomorrow or something. So I want you to get your, your rest. I like how you just agreed, no? Um, <laughs> but so, so you know thank you so much for being here uh i do hope to have you again you know maybe you could have a longer episode mm -hmm. and one without my internet going crazy but before i let <laughs> you go um you know pride month is here uh i i hope that there will still be pride parades or pride marches mm -hmm. um i know there's one in qc and one in pasai i'm not really sure if cebu has their own yeah there is in 24 oh, there is. Mm -hmm. all right that's nice uh but anyway um, with more and more people 
being accepting and caring for LGBT, and I think it's a lot of young people. What's your message to people out there this Pride Month, generally speaking? Mm-hmm. I think it's to be more open. Uh, the The moment we become, you know, we let go of our biases and we unlearn our bigotry, it's when we get to truly understand uh, differences and we get to, you know, accept them totally, not just tolerate them. And my message goes to like a lot of, uh, you know, kids that are different and they might see like, you know, they're in the wrong path because they are different. Uh, they kind of like believe in themselves and, you know, the, the generation now, like the way I see it, they're becoming very more open, like with Gen Z's. So with them being more understanding about the community, I think let's say, 10, 20 years from now, parents of that generation would be way better as parents compared to the parents now in terms of understanding LGBTQ kids. So that's something to look forward to. And I hope I'm, you know, still alive and kicking uh, during that uh, time wherein everybody gets to be celebrated. And yeah, there. Just keep it short and simple. I mean, you could have taken two hours if you want. Kidding. That was very nice what you said, no? Um, because at the end of the, I mean, for me, I just hope that the future is, and I don't know how you'll react to this, no. But you know, I, I just wish there was a future. And if a person says, you know, goes to their parents, "Hey, mom and dad, I'm non-binary." Okay. Exactly. Like, yeah, you know, it wouldn't be necessary to come out anymore because of these are the norms, you know. Yeah, or like. like I'm, I'm glad that you know there's like celebrations that oh mm-hmm. for example we came out as transgender you know we should love her. i mean that's nice you know and mm-hmm. i think that's a important thing but like don't you just want a future wherein you can just be transgender it's like okay like yeah. it's like getting a haircut or something like it's mm-hmm. not going to be a big deal where people are like oh we love you oh we hate you and then there, there's a third one saying oh we want to go out with you but only because you're transgender yeah yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, Sway, um, thank you again so much for being here. That was an awesome message. I know you're very busy, so thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, so fun. Go, um, I usually have my guests do the, all their plugins, you know, like what if there's a guy who wants to take you <laughs> out or something or something like that? Where can they reach you in terms of your social medias? And yeah, go ahead. Oh, you can just all follow all. <laughs> How many are watching? Uh, follow me on TikTok and Instagram. Not on Facebook, though, because I don't, I rarely post there. Uh, but yeah, TikTok on Instagram, it's all Sway Kanyete. Especially on TikTok, because I make a lot of contents. Uh, more about what we talk about with Pao there. Follow me. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, Sway, thank you again so much. And Iglap will be back next week. We're having art, actually, next week, Monday. Oh, wow. Uh, we have to move that. the Thursday. Uh, because it was actually supposed to be Thursday, but now we moved it to Monday instead. So I hope you can be there so that you can bully him with me. Yeah, I'm gonna ask some questions. <laughs> actually, you know, there's so you know when I, when I had a story with Art, so many girls were like, "Who's he?" Yeah, I mean, like, Art is like gorgeous. Art like, to to say sorry, but you know, he doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> but His yeah, interest right, lies somewhere else. <laughs> You're barking at the wrong tree, no? but yeah. Well, guys, thank you again so much, Sway. Thank you again so much for being thank here. Thank you, everyone. So, Iglap will be back next week. Uh, to everyone, stay safe, take care, and good night, everyone. <laughs>